Hello, I'm Dr. Anika Prather, the host of the new podcast, Reclaiming Our Canon. I chose that name specifically. It is something I prayed about for a long time. Why did I choose this title? Because I want this space to be a space where we come together around these texts that have influenced all of our ancestors. And I feel like in the fight that we're in now, somehow that story has been forgotten. So I want you to join me in reclaiming our canon. It is our shared heritage. I want to share this poem with you that really speaks to how I feel. It's called In These Pages. There is so much to glean from the ancient folk. There is so much to learn from those who spoke centuries ago. It is different for every person how the books connect to the soul, but they will if you let them. And it may take time to reflect them. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Look deep inside. You will find that you are in the pages spoken by the sages of your humanity. It's plain to see. And if you can't, I understand. You see, others have struggled too. But we all had to invite Hurston, Du Bois, even Gandhi or Wheatley too to speak for us. So let them guide you. Let them ask the questions that reveal how these books speak what's true about our humanness. Let the process cultivate your mind to be able to know beyond what's read between the lines. Talk about it with a friend or not. Draw close to a stranger of a different shade or not, but is from the same species. Woman or man, the whole lot of humanity can be found in these pages. All of us are here. All of us have our stories told in this body of work. In later episodes, I'm going to go in deep detail about my journey to classics. But since this is our first time together, let me introduce a little bit about myself. My journey into studying classics is a unique one. I was not homeschooled classically. Um, I did not earn a BA or an MA in, or PhD in classics. My background is in K-12 education. I started out in the public schools and then decided to go into private school education after my parents started a classical school. That moment shifted everything in my life, and I can't wait to tell you more about it. It changed my entire perspective on education. As I saw my students' minds open up beyond their worldview and perspective, and as I saw them begin to think about just filling in the blanks, I recognized there was magic in classical learning. I think that magic is connected to the study of the canon, which is the signature of classical education. Dr. Weisbauer says, the canon is rhetoric in action. You see this conversation happen through the centuries where people share their philosophies, disagree with philosophies of the past, create new belief systems. And this, then there's this ongoing dialogue through the ages. And when I read them, I feel like I am invited to that conversation. 
The interesting thing is that I am African-American and the majority of my students have also been African-American and seeing them understand how the African-American story and others fit into the overall human story has been an incredible journey. For years, I have worked with students that have been able to read the text connected to their heritage in conjunction with the text of classical Greece and Rome and the text that also reference classics throughout history. My ancestors did that a lot. Somehow they were able to find their hope and their wisdom in these texts. Going through this process has revealed to me that reading the human stories of people that do not look like me draws us closer to our fellow man and brings us to an awakening of how similar our human journeys are. Your story is my story. The story of Odysseus is the story of all of us. We're all on this journey to get back home, to find ourselves again. And we've all been on detours trying to get back home. We've all been distracted trying to get back home. And so when we read the Odyssey, don't you find yourself there? I've also found that our human stories intersect, either in that they share similar themes or that our stories are interwoven into each other. The story of Western civilization and the African-American story is very closely connected. As African-American authors often reference the books of the canon in their writings, discovering this brought my students even deeper into an interest in reading from the canon. Now that I am teaching at Howard University and presenting the same evidence of the African-American connection to the canon, the same desire to read classics is developing in my college students. I started teaching at Howard last year. I did it one year. Now I'm back at for my second year, this time as a full-time uh, lecturer. I also have the honor and privilege of teaching this class at Messiah University. And these aren't predominantly African-American students. And you know what I'm discovering? We're doing this journey together. I can see through their writings that many of them are awakened to, wait a minute, all this time I thought history and the human narrative was about one people group. I totally have missed the story of Black people. And there's a grief about that, but there's also an excitement about that as they come to learn more about the other. I am greatly inspired by the work of Marva Collins. She says the following about her students. I encourage them to become universal people, citizens of the world. I did not teach Black history as a subject apart from American history or emphasize Black heroes over white heroes or preach Black consciousness, rather a sense of the larger society. I feel like doing that, having that mentality is where healing and liberation will come. Reflecting on my life's work of bringing classical education to the African-American community moved me to write an allegory entitled The Human Story Books. It is my hope that in reading it, others come to understand the importance of remaining engaged with the canons of the past in order to fully understand and be inspired by the story of humanity through the centuries. To me, the picture seems so clear. We need all of these canons, all of the human stories to understand each other. Our past, our heritages, and our roots help us to 
be able to connect together in this world that we share. We may find that in reading them that we are not that different. It is also so important to learn how diverse people have used the canon to help them understand their place within humanity. May we consider that instead of fighting against these texts left behind by all of our ancestors, that we start to investigate the ways these texts have inspired mankind throughout history. Instead of canceling these texts, instead of deeming these texts as irrelevant to whoever, why not expand it? Why not take a close look at all of the diverse people that have found themselves intersected in this space? And why don't we teach that? Wouldn't it be beautiful if we all came to understand the shared heritage together? In doing this, maybe the lessons learned from these texts can bring us together and help us chart our way forward together. This is why this podcast is called Reclaiming Our Canon. I always say there are there are several narratives when it comes to especially talking about America. There's the Black narrative. There's the white narrative. And we're constantly only in those two spaces, divided as far as the East is from the West. And in our arguing about that, in our arguing about our place, these two groups constantly at odds we fail to realize there is another narrative. It's a narrative of unity, a narrative of hope. It is the story of the Underground Railroad and the Quaker and the ministers and the abolitionists of varying shades of humanity coming together to fight and resist a racist system. It is the story of Jesus who is made up of every single human ethnic group in his family line so that no one can claim him. We forget this narrative. We forget the narrative of our connectedness. My hope is that in reclaiming our canon, as I invite guests to speak to us, as I, as I uh, unpack various people who have found themselves at the canon and were inspired by it, you take your eyes off of the division we're all experiencing. And I literally blame everyone for this division. I don't care what political party you're in. I don't care what color your skin is. We are all at fault for focusing on just these two narratives that remain at odds. I blame all of us for not realizing this other narrative. And when I talk, when I look at this other narrative of our connectedness, the one thing I see as a common thread through it is the study of the canon. All of us finding ourselves there and inspired to make this world a better place as a result of reading these texts. We're going to take a brief break right here. I want you to listen and take a Selah moment. Selah means to pause, reflect, to think about it. And every episode, 
I will talk a little bit to you and then I'll give you a Selah moment with some jazz music to listen to as you do so. And then when we come back, I want to read my story to you, the human story books.
Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of jazz. Jazz is my favorite kind of music. It is so relaxing. And I hope you had a time to reflect on the things I've shared with you. Now I want to read to you the allegory I created called The Human Story Books. In the beginning was the word, and that word told the story of humankind. Many people believe that they know the author. And even as I write this, my faith is strong in who the author is. But there are many stories that name a different one. One thing we can agree on is that humankind had a beginning. And at the beginning, the story was revealed of how humankind was one race created to be in harmony with each other, the universe and the author. Who is this author? To some, he is the creator. To others, he is a father. To others, he is a savior. And to others, he's the creator, father, and savior all in one. One thing that we can agree on, whether you think it's the first cause that spurred the world into existence or an explosion or a creator or whatever you believe, we all can agree on that there was a beginning. And at the beginning, humanity was one. The story of humankind also reveals that each man and each woman were created with the freedom to choose harmony or separation, and the majority chose separation. Maybe they chose separation because of pride and a desire to dominate others. Maybe it was a desire to cling to those who believed, looked, spoke, acted, danced, sang, and existed the same way. Or maybe it was all of those reasons. At some point, humankind disconnected from each other, joining with those who share their beliefs, traits, or characteristics. And as this separation happened, each group felt the need to write one story, their own human story, thus leaving the original narrative of the one human race. In this separation, canons were written, a series of texts written over the centuries that told a particular human story. Maybe it told the story of those from the West who conquered other human lands. And maybe it told the story of those who worshiped Allah. Maybe it told the story of those who awaited the Messiah. And maybe it told the story of those who felt the Messiah had already come. Maybe it told a different story for each shade of skin. Maybe it told the story of those who worshiped on Saturday. And maybe it told the story of those who worshiped the sun, the moon, the stars. Maybe it told the story of those who worshiped a female instead of a male god, a goddess. Maybe it told the story of those who find power within themselves. And maybe it told the story of those who live in different lands and spaces. But all we do know is that in the creation of these different human canons, people wanted to capture their life story so that no one for centuries would ever forget it. Each human community wrote their own narrative, adding to it the events of each year, decade, or century. They guarded the story over the ages so that the story of their humanity would not be lost. Some human stories were lost on paper, destroyed by other human conquests, but they remained in the hearts and minds of its people. Thus, an oral tradition began. 
each human community passed on the story to the next generation. And as each generation grew older, their minds held tighter and tighter to their human story. This is mine. And they gathered around the story, forming a protective barrier around it so no one could get in and no one could get out. They weren't willing to share it with each other. This is why I loved the quote that I shared about Marva Collins earlier, the importance of stepping out of our caves and learning about the other. There was no room to learn of other human stories or to even know other human stories existed. Thus, the separation continued to grow stronger, so strong that sometimes the separation created hate for any human story that was not part of their human story or seemed to not belong in their human story. The nature of humanity, however, just like an instinct, is that no matter how closed off we may be to the other, at some point our paths will intersect. We are drawn to each other as if opposite magnets are coming together. It happens as one human community dominates another and enslaves its people. It happens as we do business with each other because one human group has something the other human group needs. It happens when someone from a people group decides to read a bit of the other's human story and becomes inspired. It all goes back to the original human story. There is an insatiable pull for us to be one. This desire for unity is why we all fight each other, resisting the instinct to be one, equally one, because we wrestle with this pride within ourselves to be better, to be the first to do X, Y, Z, to be the one who originated this or that. And then that comes in conflict with the other instinct to be connected to each other, even if we are different. We were meant to be one. In fact, if we read each other's human stories, we would find our stories are quite similar, maybe even the same. Or maybe one human story fills in the holes of another human story. Maybe if we ventured out from protecting our human story and read others, we discover one human story with chapters instead of separation and a series instead of being just different narratives that seem disconnected and testaments and versions of the same narrative. No human story is more important than the other. No human story is more powerful, brilliant, or wise than the other. And no human story is complete Without the other, I have found that when I read the Black literature, right, and then maybe read something from a classic, some holes are filled in. Maybe it's because the Black author I'm reading is, is referencing a classic text or work of the canon. And, and now my understanding of that Black author's text is illuminated even more for me. Sometimes as one side or one group is telling their story, it may mention another group, but when I read the canon of that other group, their backstory makes sense. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you see this mosaic, this tapestry, this quilt, this weaving come together about us. And it is so beautiful. Together, our stories tell our story as one race, 
one people, one community. They tell the story of humanity. These are the human storybooks. That's how I see them. When I see the Western canon or Black literature or the Eastern classics or anyone's collection of stories, I have now learned to say, I'm not better than you. These books help me know more about you. It is only in us reading them together that we can destroy the walls around them and ourselves, building a bridge to each other. This is my heart. This is my mission, my purpose for this podcast. To bring us together around these works that have been here since the beginning of time. And all of our ancestors have found inspiration, hope, wisdom, revelation in reading them. I am so excited that you're going to join me in this journey to reclaim our canon. We will not let people cancel them. We will not let people claim they're irrelevant. Together, you and me will find ourselves here to reclaim our canon. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Dr. Anika Prather, and I look forward to spending time with you next time.